0: Jordan Blackwater Environmental.
1: Let's start off by finding out uh, what Blackwater Environmental is.
0: Yeah, so we're a coating sandblasting service company out of Gillette, Wyoming. Um we do basically everything that has to do with asset protection, sandblasting, specialty coatings, um, plural component coatings. Uh arc spray coating for the inside of boilers for power plants and uh, refineries Mm -hmm. do quite a bit of that Um, secondary containment in the oil film around tank batteries plural component uh, polyureas and you know just try and keep everything looking nice and keep everything contained and keep the rust
1: level down How's how's business been on something like that? I mean, I imagine you go outside of the oil and gas industry as well, but uh, it seems like it's the primary driver behind what you guys are doing.
0: Yeah, so uh, power energy is really big for us too. We do a lot in the energy sector, um, power plants, things like that, but oil and gas has been pretty good. You know, we're we're one of those companies that they want to have around because we – We keep tanks from leaking. You know, we coat the interior of them and keep them up to date. Uh, We do secondary containment. So if there is a spill, the liner catches it. Uh, We do ponds with poly, you know, um, poly-welded ponds. So we're kind of one of those companies that we are a necessity but we're also a luxury in some sense. So everything we do is protecting assets and protecting environment and keeping quality of environment up by, you know, protecting it, so to speak. So we're, you know, we're busy this time of year. This is usually our slow time of the year, but we've been keeping pretty steady this year. Everybody it seems like it's just keeps going around here. So,
1: well, I was going to ask you about the environment part because that's obviously a buzzword, and it's in the name of your company, Black Water Environmental. And so, I wanted to ask you just kind of what your, you know, whether whether it's a sales pitch or your mission statement or just kind of the, you know, the 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 market where it's driving you to, you know, focus on. But where, where are you seeing some of the environmental? uh business or the environmental insight, or just the 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 part of a uh, industry that you guys are seeing the uh, you know solving solutions in that environmental side. Does that question make sense? Yeah, so we get that a lot. Everybody wants to know
0: where it comes from. Um, basically, what happened was I was I started this company as a consulting firm where we would we had customers that we'd go in and we would do. Uh, tank inspections. We check their coatings, kind of give them a lifeline of, you've got so much time before this tank needs recoded or it needs it now, uh, kind of thing, and we thought, well, you know, environmental is kind of a buzzword, and it it works for what we do because we keep you know tanks from leaking and polluting the environment, and we just kind of ran with it, and we were doing a job in North Dakota and i got a call from one of our old customers and he said we got some guys paying the inside of the tank it's going south winter's coming you know i think there's a blizzard on the on the forecast for that week and they didn't want to pay any more money to heat the tank and do a whole bunch of things that you have to do when a blizzard comes in you know so we went in and we helped them get the tank they just needed a little bit of you know support and job management just getting the tank done is what it ended up being and we helped them get it done and then all of a sudden this customer of ours said good so you'll be up here in three or four months when the weather weather breaks to do these other two tanks and well we don't do that anymore and then all of a sudden they kept calling and calling and we had crews built and started buying equipment and we started repainting tanks and stuff again so it it really kind of came from the environmental, you know, aspect of it is we're always trying to protect the environment, right? So a lot of things we do it keeps oil and materials and things from hitting the ground. So we're, you know, protecting the environment. So it 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 started out as kind of a buzzword and, you know, if you read any kind of about companies that have environmental in their name they figured out that you get like 15 percent more traffic through your site because of environmental a lot of people more look more towards you um so it kind of started that way and then it you know really focuses on what we do for the most part
1: Aaron jordan blackwater environmental uh i believe on linkedin i saw that you guys were hiring about a week or two ago always uh, hiring. okay yeah first of all uh go ahead and give you if you're hiring let people know what you're hiring for i mean you're the president so um you, you kind of know where, where the different areas of growth are and also um transition that to maybe a little bit of the powder river update and where you guys are seeing some some activity if you're branching out you mentioned north dakota are, are you into colorado and down in the permian as well just uh Talk to me about your guys' growth, if you're hiring, and and where you're seeing uh, activity.
0: Yeah, so we're hiring laborers. We're hiring project managers, um, hiring sales guys. We're seeing a lot of growth towards Douglas. It seems like it's always been busy down there. It's only getting busier. We work quite a bit for some gas companies east of Denver in Colorado, uh, Kansas, we've been doing a little bit down there towards Dodge city for another customer of ours in the gas fields. Uh, North Dakota, we're, we've got a stack yard over by Mon- South Minot towards Newtown. We do quite a bit of work over there in the warmer months. So we just keep a, a little yard over there that we can stack trailers and stuff out at and, uh, yeah, it seems like it's, you know, everybody is scared to say what it's doing for the most part because you don't want to jinx yourself or, you know, the industry. But it really seems like it's at a st- pretty steady keel and even maybe a little bit of a upwards climb on what work and production's mm-hmm. doing. So, you know, it, it usually slows down this time of year, but everybody we've, You know, we had lunch with some guys today and they said, yeah, it doesn't seem like it knocked off at all this year. So it seems pretty good.
1: No, there's still activity happening. I mean, I tell people, too, I mean, they they're getting more efficient. You know, the uh, the rig count needs to be updated a little bit. I think the the old way they count rig counts is pretty antiquated. I think um, a lot of even the uh, politicians and the industry folk, the ones, you know, the executive director types they'll even agree with that too because the the shale play you know there's such a quick decline curve after you know the, they go going with the refracts and they do some after that first that first initial frack there's such a decline so um that changes things but at the same time you know North Dakota they're pumping out million plus barrels a day Texas is doing what they're doing and You know, you still got some good activity happening. You're mentioning down in Kansas. I didn't even know there was anything going on down there, but good for you. You found some natural gas work down there. So there's work to be had. I see where the Powder River, you know, they're talking 30 years of work in the Powder River. And you're based out of Gillette, is that right? Yeah, yep, our main office is in Gillette. You got any other offices or you just do a Gillette and then send the guys down and let them... Let, let, let them be good members of the uh, tourism economy by getting hotels and <laughs> that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: we, we hotel a lot. We, we do have rental properties in different states where we, yeah. like I said, North Dakota, we got one where we stack materials and equipment out. Because, you know, when we when we sandblast, we use two-ton sacks. And mm-hmm. we're ordering them truckloads at a time, 20, 30 sacks, you know. So it, it's a lot of material to have sitting on a site for a customer especially when we're doing large outages at you know refineries or power plants Um, and you know back to our environmental aspect we've completely got away from coal slag blasting materials just because of the silica level and the lead and the copper and the things that are in it so we've switched completely to a garnet-based blasting material Um, and it's you know more environmentally safe it's better for the employees better for everybody in the area um we've switched we're in a pretty good flow of moving into voc free materials for coatings so here and you know talking to our we work really close to our vendors um to help with customers who are looking for specialty coatings and you know from everything we've heard from our vendors here in probably the next 10 to 11 years, you know, they're going to, they're working really hard on making most of the coatings in the industry VOC free, which is kind of hard. Most of our plural component stuff right now is completely VOC free, but you get into your epoxies and your polyurethanes and things like that. And you're always going to have a little bit of VOC in it. So we, we we're kind of on the uptick that the, less hazardous material that we have for our employees the better work we get out of everybody and you know the safer the job is and it's just a better practice you know we see these guys blasting with black beauty sandblasting sand still and not wearing hoods most of the time and the silica level and that's like 98 percent. not to mention the lead level and all the contaminants that are in it so
1: We've just completely moved away from that practice. Aaron Jordan, Blackwater Environmental. I'm looking at the clock here, kind of wrapping up uh, as we get to some final thoughts. Um, What what do you want people to know about? You know, especially people in the industry, listening, potential customers, things either that uh, you know a lot of people, a lot of questions I'm asking people uh, have to relate to 2020 being you know the most important year in oil and gas's history. I believe that. I I think that the amount of uh, rhetoric and the narrative that's happened with, with oil and gas, especially in the state of Colorado, and you look at California and New York and even the presidential election, they're talking about banning the industry. So it's you know, this is nothing new and this isn't political speak. This is just what's happened. The industry's been polarized. So um I don't know if you want to address that at all or anything, but just kinda the, the the what you guys are doing out there and what you want people to know about what you can do for the industry to uh, kind of help them either out in the well site or you know and in, in, on the activism side too because some people they like to get involved but in some people don't like it at all they don't like to get involved in the politics but this year's a little different it seems like everybody's got to pay attention I don't know um, anyway so there, there you go there's a loaded question and a Live hand grenade for you, so I'll drop that in your lap. Well, I, I think it's
0: interesting. You you started this whole deal basically on the side of you're gonna out everybody and drag somebody out in the street, show the worst parts of it, right?
1: Well, a part of it, yeah. I mean I guess.
0: And then once you start interacting with the people in the industry and kinda of seeing the good side of the practices and the good things people are doing, and how much it benefited the country and
1: where you mm. lived, you kind of changed your mind on things. You're talking about when of... I first started this whole crude life deal. You're talking about yeah, yeah. yeah no, hey, uh, excuse me. I didn't realize you listened to the po- to, to the show. Appreciate that. Yeah, no. When I first started this, yeah, I and and uh, it wasn't you know that. I was against the industry it was that's was the shape and the narrative of the industry for me you know growing up on the east side of an agricultural state of North Dakota and I thought it would be the easiest thing for me to do but no you're right once I got out there and met the people and saw the way the industry worked oh no totally my I went where I felt it was the most ethical and honest if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, yeah, anyway, sorry. Mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, we, we see that a lot. We we've got cuss power companies that we work with in Michigan and you go out there and they find out where we're from and they always wanna come real heavy with well, you think you know what you're talking about, but you know, you're destroying the environment, you're destroying destroying the country. But then you know, once they meet us and they start talking to us and we just had this conversation. I was in Michigan visiting some customers and going over some outage plans for this year. And we went to lunch and one of the people that they had with them, she was new and she was, she had a pretty good idea of who we were before she ever met us, you know, guys from Wyoming, oil-based service company. And, she told us after lunch, she goes, I, you know, after listening to you guys speak about it and your views on it and she thought we were going to come in and we were going to be real harsh, you know, and real one-sided, but we see, you know, how everybody kind of views it and it's, it's something that we need. So we can't write it off, but we need to have better practices on how we deal with it. You know, we can't just run wild like the old days. We have to have some, you know stand up to what's going on you just can't do what they were doing you have to better your practices and try and be safer on the future you know so we have a future so
1: yeah i'll take that opportunity to solicit some of the things that we're trying to do so if anybody wants to sponsor the crude life we'll certainly do uh take your sponsorship and where part of that sponsorship is going is uh, we're going out to places like Greeley, Colorado, Watford City. We are planning to go to Gillette as well. Uh, I don't have it confirmed, but I'm working with some people, possibly Cheyenne, Wyoming. And what we're doing is we're engaging with high school and college kids. And I'm telling them my story about how, listen, I wasn't against the industry, but I didn't have a favorable view because it was, you know, just when you don't grow up in an oil community, you get what just the national media gets and like today just in my uh fargo north dakota i heard three of the local radio stations blame climate change for the wildfires in australia and they don't know that in fact they think it might have been cigarette butts actually um so nobody's really sure but it's all over the place but right away climate change gets, gets blamed and so uh, what we're doing is we're I, I'm engaging and I'm telling that story about how I originally was going to go and investigate it against the industry because I thought it'd be easy. And I thought, you know, they were all Monty Burns from The Simpsons up there going excellent as they profited off of us. But they're not at all. They, give, they actually are the most capitalistic people around. They give back to the communities and they make sure that the place has got a community center so your kids can have um, – graduations and get married and and yeah it's not the Taj Mahal but it could be but you're definitely going to get a steel Quonset for sure everything after that is up to you guys but the part I love about the oil and gas industry is they make sure communities have things that really make a community go round and round and round from the community center to a good police system to uh churches as well they understand the value of church in a community too so um anyway uh, so we're, that's kind of a story we're going out and telling, telling across the way, but sorry, I, I wanted to jump in on um, what you were saying. I wasn't expecting that answer that you had, um, and I, I agree with you that getting out there and engaging with new people in a new way and telling your story works because people can see your passion, and if you're passionate about what you do for a living, people are going to respect that you know, they're going to, I mean, if you're, you know, Monty Burns, well, they're not going to respect that at all. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I, you know, I, I, come
0: from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years here in Gillette. And, um, you know, it, it's a way of life for us. And it, it's hard to have somebody come in and say, you know, we're destroying everything. Cause we're also My family's had a ranch in Campbell County for 100 plus years now, you know, so you can't be a crude oil man and destroy the environment when you're running a ranch because it goes hand in hand. You know, you destroy the environment. The cows don't grow and you can't make profit on that. And then, you know, your oil business suffers. So you really have to pay attention to the whole world. You can't just be closed minded.
1: One of the things I'm telling people right now, and I've, I've got to get this wrapped up, I'm looking at, we're almost getting close to the 20-minute mark, So, uh, is to me, I believe what's going on right now, part of the problem, is what agriculture faced before, farmers faced before, which was when the supermarkets came around, um, the average person started thinking that ground beef came from the supermarket. They didn't realize it came from the farm, or the groceries didn't come from the farm. That's happened now with the light switch. The light switch has replaced, you know, the energy industry. People are just, oh, well, yeah, well, it comes from that switch. That's where energy comes from. It's from the switch. They don't realize what goes into it to make that switch work. Just like people don't realize what goes into farming in order to get that, you know, hamburger on your plate. So, uh, unfortunately, that's how easy and how good life is. Um, Yeah, I'm. I've actually heard that from people that,
0: well, what do you do? Oh, you work at power plants. What, a you know, what's that? They figured that power came from the light switch. You know, I plugged something in and it turned on and even my <laughs> wife, my wife from back East and she her jaw dropped when we heard this lady say that. And it was one of them deals like, wow, uh, that's, that's interesting, you know, we didn't say nothing to her. We just kind of explained, you know, what it was because you don't want to make anybody feel bad. But it was one of them deals. You just can't believe it sometimes that people can think that, you know, so it education's big in our industry. You have to educate people that we're trying to do the right thing. Sometimes it doesn't work out. And things happen, and that's life. You know, you can't control everything that happens in life. So,
1: And it's, and it's important to remember, people learn in different ways. So I, I think, you know, sometimes as, as the energy industry, we can get in, in a herd mentality and think there's only one way to do things. Well, that's not the case anymore. There's a bunch of different ways, you know um that's why like what we do we, we you know we're on the radio and we do podcasts and we're in magazines and we do newspapers and we do uh internet and social media because you never know how anybody's going to get their information anymore i mean just the other day i got steve harvey giving me news now at the gas pump i mean i mean jeez are you kidding me everybody's giving me news everywhere from now mario lopez has a podcast i mean the guy from Save of the bell so i mean everybody's got one anyway but uh one more time uh give yourself thanks for coming on the program so give yourself a plug and uh make sure you let people know what you do and how they can um do some business with you
0: yeah thanks for having us uh aaron with blackwater environmental in July, wyoming our website is blackwaterenviro.com everything's on there if you have any questions give us a ring the number's on that website as well um Our services are pretty wide, so get on the website, check us out.